Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am Alex Luxury Gore. I'm here with Lance Luxury Psycho. How you doing on this fine day? We're doing great. The sun is shining. Uh, the sky is mostly blue. I'm a happy camper. I was listening to White Walls by Macklemore the whole way in today. Wow, day. baller. Sun shining. Baller. Dirt road. Me, me and this guy on the side of the truck were just, we might have been slightly speeding, but not, not to some of our other employees level. It's <laughs> <laughs> an inside joke. Anyways, if you want to speed off your skill in Revit, Revit Rocket Chip is your key. Go there to check it out. Learn how we train our staff, how we train university students, and how we train other professionals to skyrocket your skills in Revit by modeling how it gets built, giving you the components and tools you need to truly make professional designs quickly and efficiently. RevitRocketChip.com. With project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. Arcat.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and design so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, Arcat.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Check them out. And a friendly reminder to everybody who's listening, who is an architect, or related to that, that will be at the AIA conference in Chicago. Alex and I will be conducting 30-minute interviews with any interested party, um, especially if you're a listener of this show and you've never been on the show. Uh, email us at uh, lmc at f9productions.com, lmc at f9productions.com. We will also then be podcasting in a roundtable uh, session with the Entre Architect uh, podcast, Um Gable Media at large, basically, um, all of those guys and gals um, in the Arcat booth on Friday afternoon during the AIA Chicago show. So check us out. Uh, reach out to us if you're interested in being on either one. We'd be happy to consider you uh, for that. Look like you're going to say something, Al Gore. No, no, I'm good. He was not going to say anything. Can you guys believe it? Yeah. Pella Luxury, you have never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today check them out they support us so we can help support you back to you al gore awesome lance are you helpful depends on the day dang it i wanted you to say yes <laughs> wrong you are not helpful <laughs> um i got an interesting it was an interesting conversation and i thought that this was very relevant not not relevant but insightful um talking to a tech guy High up in, in, a, in a big tech firm, we're not going to name it, but you know you would be aware of, of this tech firm. You would know it. And he said it was interesting watching the, the, the founder's journey 
and he said he had to learn how to manage. And he said it took him a while to realize, you know, he'd come over to people's desks and say, give tips like, oh, hey, I really like this color or you should go check out this website, you know, and, and do that. And he didn't realize that every time he did that, he'd set the project back by like a month because all of a sudden, whatever they were doing is like, oh, do I need to use this color? What if he comes ask me why I didn't use this color? Why I didn't use that inspiration from that website? Like now I have to have justification and, re you know, like reasons. And then now, not, not that the, because you could just see a boss come by and be like, oh, why didn't you use that color? You know, like just nonchalantly sure. thinking that they're being helpful. Sure. Now they got to take that idea, morph it then present it to their whole team, change what they're doing. And, and, and just think like it, it could be a structural system. Um, it could be like a, like a point to a website that was computer code. And now you're messing with the whole internal things like, holy cow, it could go crazy. So there's a point at which, and I don't, I don't even think that we're at this. There's a point at which that you need to only solely be working on the firm, not, not necessarily in the firm, in the firm. Yep. And the, the story that I have relating to that is when we were in the national guards, we'd be out in the field building things like in the summer because we do our little tour things. And one of the lieutenants said, Hey, my job is to get you what you need and then leave you alone. And we're like, thank God, get that hell out of wherever we're building. You know what I mean? Like, leave us alone. I, that's you are what not going to Hey man, that's what I try to do with the construction crew. And I know you do too. And it's like, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. But it depends too. Like, that's what I try to do. And then I literally get bit in the butt, like not enough direction. Not enough. It's I like, know. Oh my. I know. Yeah. So anyways, you got to gauge where you're at in this and how big your firm is. But sometimes good intentions can steer things wrong. And if you are at that point and maybe you're the CEO, maybe dropping by a project that you're not really involved in and giving your advice and tips isn't a good thing. Just something to consider. Something to consider. Yeah. Think about it. I think it's worth thinking about for sure. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was just kind of touch base back on the benefits uh, that you can offer doing design build services compared to just doing architect services or even just build. Um, <clears throat> uh, so as everybody has heard, you cannot get away from this. So inflation is rampant, blah, blah, blah. But so is lead times. Lead times are like crushing projects and just throwing them all over the place and in bad situations. So we are experiencing some of that in one of this edition that we're going to do in Longmont very soon. And basically, uh, I was blown away. And so this is, this is Colorado specific, but if any beam right now that is a wood beam that is over 16 inch, that is 16 inches deep or, or, or more, so 16 inches taller or more, the lead time jumps to from about two weeks to, uh, two months. Does that include glue glue lamps? Yeah. Oh, glue lamps are worse. Wow. Because the ones I'm referring to are basically engineered lumber. Like, uh, I know glue lamps are engineered too, but I mean engineered in the sense of uh, LVLs or PSLs. Yep. And and the reason I asked the difference, the LVLs, I could see the depth making a distance difference where a glue lamp, it's like just slap another two by four, two by six under it. But apparently, apparently not. Apparently not. So what we did, so the first round of framing plans that we put together at the firm um, we're doing the design plus build again uh, they had they had some really tall beams and they were the what I just described 
Once I found that out, then we went right back to the drawing board. We didn't have to engage um, a separate party for this because we were doing the engineering for it. Um, all, all legally and above the table and everything because you can in this jurisdiction that we're going to be building in. It's, it's just the wood framing members. So we were using the Forte software um, for that. And on the second round, we got everything under the... Uh, 16 inch threshold and then we even did a third third option where i'm like gosh if we could just do one more um basic uh thing right here i think we can get this even further honed in and um we did it in like a matter of like 24 hours and then i was able to go right back to home depot and say here's my final order not only then did it make it so like holy cow we're gonna be able to just get almost everything off the shelf literally almost everything off the shelf it even changed and and then we saved about 30% on the engineered materials because we switched over to dimensional stuff mostly. And I know some of this stuff is common sense to a lot of folks who've been building forever. You know, obviously engineered lumber or dimensional off-the-shelf lumber is going to be cheaper typically than engineered lumber. But for newbies, this is a good point. The last and best part that it did, it enhanced the design. Because we went from prefabricated trusses with flat bottoms to now actually a vaulted ceiling in several places. And the the owner of this was just like, she was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, and it saved you material costs. Like the labor costs went up a little bit. Yes. But the material costs are outweighing it such now on framing. And there's a different house that I've been working on that I'm going to uh, GC just the framing. I'm going to GC the whole thing, but like the ones that I'm um, purely controlling are framing and foundation for this client. And uh, the framing labor came in 50% of the cost of the framing lumber. Really? Or you can think about it the opposite, right? Like lumber is double framing. Yeah, which is normally equal. Or close, or or plus or minus 10%, whatever. But but so close that you could just say equal at a cursory level, right? I know you should write something down, but I'm going to just, before you get to that. Second thing, second big thing is a benefit of this is that you shorten the feedback loop, right? I talked about how it just made it so that like, especially if we were doing, we're doing the internal engineering on it. And I know a lot of people that won't, won't do that because they just don't feel comfortable. We do. Um, man, the feedback loop was like one-to-one. It was just, I would text uh, the associate I have working on this and he would text back within a half hour and he'd be like, and then he would jump right on it and just be on top of it. And the third and final thing I think is like, it just enforced, reinforced the trust that we have built up so far with this client. Because once I told them all the benefits, and they were like, "This is a, they, they, she literally said, this is exactly why we just picked you guys to do everything all the way even at the beginning. Yeah. Because I just knew this is what we were getting. So that's all the benefits you can offer doing design build services that just go above and beyond. And you make more money and you extend the, the life cycle and the lifeblood of your, of your firm 100%. And, and, and we're va- heading into a recession. I don't know if you know that. Well, and uh, the value of your client. You know what I mean? Like they, there's always a, a marketing cost per client that you've gained, you know, like how much it costs to get a client. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can extend that, you just made that money more worth it that you put into it. The, the term that came to my head was the nimble. And this is the tug of war between the struggle between manufactured processes, manufactured 
SIP panels, CLTs is like everything is in the system yep. and has to go through there and eventually get to you. And it's like, this should be cheaper. Mm-hmm. This should be quicker. Mm-hmm. This should be better quality. But if somehow they miss something or have to wait or someone, something big isn't getting to them on miss time. Miss one beam, you're screwed. Yep. What if you, what if, what if they miss the one ridge beam to complete the roof? Man, you're screwed. Yep. And how things change and then you have to get in line. So like, that's the hardest thing is that this manufactured process for homes should have already taken off. Just like cars. Every, no car is built from scratch that a consumer buys. It's all built in assembly line. 2% of houses literally are built in an assembly line. And it's because of this off the shelf. It's just way more nimble and way more responsive than that. Um, and there, there might be a crossover at some time. Uh, and it might be when labor gets so expensive mm-hmm. that the labor for you to do what you did was now 2x materials. Mm-hmm. Then it might change back. Um, but that was just my input on that. That's good input. Uh, I would like your input on the next thing. Very much so. <laughs> so uh, the White House has announced that President Biden's new actions to ease the are you, burden. Are you cropping that screen? No. What is with the outline? Of how That's how it is. It's the full screen. It's the full screen on mine. That's how it is. Okay. It's literally. I'm moving on. Keep going. If Sorry. you did it anymore, like it'd be. Doesn't look like mine. Just saying. Okay. All right, Al, go ahead. (laughs) Anyways. I've got him teed up. How is the government going to ease the burden of housing costs? Yeah. So there's a, Al's got pulled up on the screen here, as you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube, I think he's still hanging out there is, uh, yeah, President Biden announces actions to ease the burden of housing costs. This was a statement that was released on May 26, 2022. So he's, he's, I'm. Is it going to work? I think there's like, uh, he's got some ideas here and Al's got some snippets pulled up. For sure it's going to work, right? Um, anyways, I just wanted to go over. <laughs> I'm sorry. He said that seriously. Keep going. <laughs> what they want to do. Uh, one is they want to reward jurisdictions that have reform zoning and land policies, right? Two, deploy financial mechanisms to build and preserve more housing where financing, financial gaps exist. And three, expand and improve existing forms of federal financing, right? Uh, let's let's talk about this. The the and and there'll be a theme here. There's one thing that I really like. Maybe that's the next one. Okay. Here's the next here's the goal that I actually like. So this is one of their goals now? All three of those plus this fourth one is is their goal. It's just goals. Got it. Yep. It's not actually policy then. No, but it it will be. It's turning into. Okay. Uh, the goal I like, ensure that more government-owned supply of homes and other housing owner, uh, oh, and other housing and other housing, so all housing, goes to owners who live in them or nonprofits who will rehab them, not large institutional investors. And this is where we got to the point of these big people, just huge corporations using their leverage, using fake money just to buy houses and then turn our society into a renter economy. Yeah. So I think they're saying like, let's not, have the government support a renter economy. Okay. Um, first, the first one I want to say is reward jurisdictions that have reform zoning laws and land policies. Uh, a lot of this, a lot of my critique mm-hmm. is this just, instead of having local nimble responses that you can quick react and actually get something done, yep. it kicks, it ties everything back up to the federal government. And the federal government is the antithesis of not nimble. It's, hey, 
we want to make this law and we want, if you want to get our money, you have to comply to this. You got to do this. Yeah. And there's no way that that thing is actually going to be useful or helpful in every different scenario in, in all the cities. Like, So what I'm getting at is that they will make, this is the unintended consequences of this. Okay. Hey, Longmont wants money from the federal government. We have to comply with this, this, and this. And we have to literally, maybe even like every housing has to submit this uh, DI, uh, DEI form. And everything has to um, have setbacks like this and has to at least have this much sustainability. That might not work or literally work in the zoning laws in Longmont. Like they might have a rule where like, if you implemented that federal rule, mm -hmm. you could not build here. Right. But since they want the money, now you have to do it. Now you have to go through amendment process. Now they have to figure it out. So like you are literally just gumbling up the system and not making it nimble for the sake of government money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, here's another one that they want to do. Provide incentives for land use and zoning reforms and reducing regulatory barriers. I actually like that, the, the, the words reducing regular, regulatory barriers. I don't know how they're going to do this on, on the lower scale, but like that's a huge thing that needs well, to be done. I, I'm just going to say it, and if it triggers people, Trump had a good idea. One of Trump's good ideas was, he said, for every new rule that you guys make, you got to get rid of two. It could be, as, remember that? It's as simple as that. That's exactly what it is. You got to get rid of you got to get rid of two for one. So you're literally just reducing it. Like I don't care which ones it is. Just show me proof. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, come on. Okay. Here's here's where I think they're gonna gum up the system. Uh, leverage transportation funding from the bipartisan infrastructure bill, bringing another agency in. Listen to this one. Integrate affordable housing into Department of Transportation programs. Why? 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 Sounds like another. Sounds like another. Um, well, program. It sounds like it's another. Uh, like you're duplicate. Just, you're just blo You're making things more bloated. Yep. And later in there, I don't have the specific wordage, but they said. Um, examine government's policies and make sure we aren't duplicating and thus slowing things down. Why are you adding affordable housing into the Department of Transportation? And here's why. You went over and you called and you asked, hey, Department of Transportation, would you like more money and more authority and, and, and put your fingers in more things? Of course I would. Of why would I not? I would. I'm very confident. Of course I and would. And I know what's going uh, on. Yeah. Um, uh, include land within the U.S. <laughs> land use. Yeah, land use within um, the U.S. Economic D Development Administration investment priorities. So, again, this is adding another barrier, another checklist, another thing that you have to go through to get something done and is making things not, not nimble. Um, so those were my main takeaways was I think people see the headlines. The White House doesn't even matter, like you said. Republicans, Democrats, yeah. federal government is is doing something to make housing affordable. We got to do something. Yay, I'm voting for them. But the actions do the opposite. Yeah. And I can Except for the one, like Al was saying, which is... Uh, this one. You're getting rid what? of the investors. Yeah. I've got it pulled up too. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyways, like this, this whole 
I, I think here I'll, I'll scroll down and, and see if I can look at it. This is probably, and this is just the overview. The overview is about 14 pages. Um, and they didn't even do one thing where basically they want to essentially deconflict and not make things duplicate. Like, did you even do it in this, in your idea? Like, did you, after you wrote that out, be like, oh, okay, this is going to actually be part of some and, and duplicate. And that was one of our things that we didn't want to do, but then you just did it. Yeah. So just don't. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to ask you specifically was, uh, I just, uh, you know, how you can do the search function. I just searched uh, zoning and I, cause I knew they were going to spring it up. Reward jurisdiction, reward jurisdictions that have reformed zoning and land use policies. What do you think about their idea to, so <clears throat> the idea that keeps getting brought up, brought up in multiple circles um, is ab abolishing single family zoning. What do you think about that? Like, do you think that's actually one way out is just for example, to get it down to an anecdotal level here. I've been to your neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood. They come in tomorrow and they say, we're abolishing single family zoning. What does that mean? You can basically do what you want. Good, bad. Um, <clears throat> here. Okay, then my neighbor's house turns into a duplex, triplex, fourplex, whatever, right? The only thing about affordability is, yeah, maybe the first or second or third house in the neighborhood could do that. But then you start getting the fourth or fifth house and it's, it's you know, like two years down. Oh, our sanitary sewer cannot supply that. Oh, the electrical lines cannot power that. Like it was made, like all the infrastructure was made for the way it is, right? And they didn't... The developers in the cities, city didn't put in 4X the amount that they needed into there. So you're going to get into the same thing that we touched a long time ago is I actually don't, I really like three, four stories, uh, close-knit you know, communities and stuff like that. When it's planned for, it makes sense. When you try to retroactively do that and tear up the street and do all this other stuff, that's what we get bogged down in, in this long process that's not nimble. So while I understand... Mm -hmm right? We already have that in mixed-use neighborhoods, in cities, and in Denver and every big city, and none of those projects are quick or that affordable. If you could name three things that you would, let's say you're president tomorrow, and you have this kind of, you have an authority to such that like, your executive power is so powerful. Yep. That you, you're like, here's three things. I'm going to sign executive an executive order. Here's three things I'm going to do to uh, reduce to make housing more affordable uh institutional money and fake money can't compete with the consumer okay yep um uh do you so you're number two yeah number two is um somewhat like the trump rule of reducing two for one right like simplification reduction and then the third would be uh, something to the, like the main thing would be, oh, sorry, sorry. Number two, number two is simpler than that. Um, all planning and zoning jurisdictions are now open to private competition. Meaning you, you can even, that's such a good idea. You that, can that keep your be number one. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yep. Number, number, the one God, I said number one idea. is, yep. Yep. And then, and they say, well, what by it? executive order. Yep. Oh, that makes me feel just. Mm. And the reason why I don't Boy, think that's a good idea. 
think I need no, my other th- my third one was not to, saying abolish the public sector out there. People were saying no competition. No, no, no. Here's the thing too. Well, what do you mean you're going to change all the zoning laws? No, no, no. They still have to comply with all those. They still have to comply. I didn't actually change anything. I just said you now have to compete. And someone you like have, Safe and everybody has the option if they want to go through a private reviewer. Yep. Safe Built can now review your plans because here here's the difference. Here's why it would help. We go through Boulder County. You literally have they will tell you in 4 months you can you can come talk to us. Now you have to compete. Safe Built's like, yeah, you can have a meeting next week, right? And all of a sudden, like Safe Built is going to go through the same checklist and everything, but they just stole that money and that client from the jurisdiction. So if the government doesn't improve, guess what? You just lost a job, yeah. which means you'll probably go end up work for Safe Built, right? But like you just lost a job because you're literally sitting there doing nothing, uh, making stupid comments about nothing, like pulling random code and saying that it applies when like, yeah, I know the whole IBC applies. Yeah. I realize that you can't just, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then the third one is like where true sustainability is going to come is from the French developments, right? Um, and I know there's contentions about that, but I don't know if the government should be weighing. I don't, I don't know enough to say the government should be weighing into that or not. So that I only have two. The okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your third one because yeah. I'm gonna get rid of the first one. I think the first one is just that gets a little weird for me. Uh, the Getting rid of institutional. I'm an I'm an investor. Like I, we're not going to do this. <laughs> like that's not. Yeah, but but you don't get fake money like them. Okay. You don't get leverage. Okay. Like Doesn't. Whatever. It's all fake. Yeah. I would my I this so I would what I would do is I would do number one is uh the competition one that you said. Yep. Then number two would be we are freezing any further code adoption. No more new codes. Like I would just like. You are not allowed to adopt any new codes, and I would put a freeze on it, and then and then I would then I would then I would then I would uh, I would advocate for some kind of money that could be used to study what happened after we froze, and did it help or hurt? Yep. So there would be a moratorium on any new code adoptions whatsoever throughout the United States. Like you are done. Yep. I would say that this is a good, healthy discussion to have. I would say my one that you nixed and I would nix your ones. And it's either you have to allow both or nix both because why these ideas come from a principle, right? And the principle that is violating the one that you don't like of me and the one that I don't like of you is I just told a group of people, institutions, they can't do what they've been doing. You just told cold people, you cannot progress and do what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, it, it's a game of perspective. It's like, now we, we, we could literally have this argument and then agree like, okay, let's nix those two just to get the one that we both agree upon, which is competition of the building and planning department. Yeah. Just start, let's just start there. Let's just what start a good, What a good there. start that would be though. Because yeah. if it was mandatory by law that you, you cannot, Every. Do, you basically, the thing I keep saying over and over again is you just can't have a monopoly on this system. Yeah. It's not, it's just not real. It's just not, it's just not how, it's just not how nature operates. Like it literally goes against nature. Nature is competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. What do we got Thank next? You. We got Denzel. 
Okay. Let's oh my God, Denzel Washington is joining us. Did he send this to you? Can you believe it? Yeah. Here we go. So uh, on this episode, we have uh, Denzel Washington is going to read in place of Nick. So here we go. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. Uh, what do you do? That's a great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, Inclu including BS. So true. So true. And the mainstream media that is attacking corporate press, corporate press that is attacking Twitter and all that and basically saying, hey, it's untrue. You're just, you know, like it, they're, they're saying it because they're taking away their market share. And I do believe Twitter is a lot just to say something to say something like you just have to say something to say something. But you can have that criticism, but you didn't do the solution like you're not true. Like, right. You're not true. You're not. If you go, and, and here's why, uh, a lot of people say CNN versus Fox News. Go to a different one, MSNBC. The amount of topical things that are politicized are 75% of articles because it's doing it from a slanted position. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. You know what else is crazy? Bringing down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, everyone ready? Yep. Question number one. The maximum area of exterior wall opening in an unprotective, non-sprinklered wall that is four foot from the property line is A, 15, oops, sorry, A, 25%, B, 15%, C, not permitted, D, no limit. Unprotected, non-sprinkler, four foot. Fifteen, not permitted. Uh, not permitted is correct. Right? Now, <clears throat> slightly, slightly different. The maximum area of an exterior wall opening, unprotected, sprinklered, four feet from the property line. A, 25%. B, 15%. C, not permitted. D, no limit. 15 is correct. All right. Wow. On to me already? Yep. Wow. They're yeah. tied? They, okay. Yeah. It's about to change. <laughs> Number three, which of the following cannot supplement bid forms? Is it A, bid security form, B, subcontractor list, C, substitution list, or D, transaction change list? <laughs> Number three, which which of the following cannot supplement bid forms? A, bid security form, B, subcontractor list, C, substitution list, or D, transaction change list? We got C. D is correct. Better guess today. Transaction change list was completely made up. Number four, which of the following ways can soil bearing capacity not be increased? A, fill, 
B, compaction. C, surcharging. D, retesting. Which of the following ways can soil bearing capacity not be increased? A, fill. B, compaction. C, resurcharging. D, retesting. We got D. Correct answer is D. We have a winner. Where are we going? Bad Daddies is the answer. Yeah! There we go. Take us out. If you like this episode, please uh, leave us a five-star review on the iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that like button, so smash the subscribe button, and uh, leave us a comment. We'll see you next week.